7.32. Fears are growing in Australia now after East Timor became the 10th Asian nation to confirm African swine fever. Um, this is after South Korea. Although it doesn't affect humans directly, African swine fever is deadly for pigs and wild boar. And ever since its presence was confirmed in China in August last year, it has swept that nation and also across Asia, wiping out hundreds of millions of pigs. Of course, there's a huge process of culling, which uh, adds to those figures. And we can now have an in-depth discussion with Dr. Christopher Ora, Professor of Veterinary Virology at the University of the West Indies, on the line from Trinidad and Tobago. Thank you for taking the time. Okay, thank you. Good morning, everybody. Yeah, good morning to you. Can I just get a quick gauge of how much concern there is where you are right now? Um, and perhaps in North America, um, South America, the Americas mm-hmm. generally, uh, about African swine fever, because a lot of the, the news has been concentrated in Asia and out of Africa itself. Yeah, well, there's, uh, there's lots of concern, especially in, in North America, where there's a very large um, pig population. There's also a lot of pigs uh, in South America. Uh, and, of course, the Caribbean has already seen uh, African swine fever virus, not in this outbreak, but in previous outbreaks out here. So there's a lot of people who work out here who, who know how horrible this virus is and have taken part in uh, eradication campaigns where literally all the pigs on some of the islands had to be killed before they got rid of it. So there's a, an enormous amount of concern. I've been taking part or helping with uh, the U.S. push towards trying to prepare themselves because uh, uh, they're obviously extremely worried about this virus as well. Let's talk about what we know uh, about the virus itself. I I read um, a few weeks ago when when we were starting to cover this story that that initially there was some confusion about a link between African swine fever and the HIV virus. Can you elaborate? No. <laughs> there's uh, there's a lot of things that are said that are, are untrue that you've got to be very careful about uh, about African swine fever virus is an extremely different virus to the HIV virus that that absolutely couldn't be more a uh, more different so I really don't see any way um, of confusing these two viruses the African swine fever virus doesn't doesn't affect humans um, it affects um, pigs in in very different ways to HIV HIV is it uh, causes a reduction in the immune system and it's a slow process African swine fever virus causes uh, damage to the vasculature to the blood vessels causes hemorrhage and edema bleeding like Ebola virus. I mean, if you said to me Ebola virus, I could say there's a lot of uh, similarities between them. So I, I don't go along with uh, uh, a lot of these um, these theories that sometimes come out, the crazy theories that come out, of course, at the start. Yeah, I, I, and I'm sure that's been, as you've quite rightly said, uh, completely discredited. But it, it goes to show that it's um, still something that people... Uh, have relatively recently in human history been trying to work out uh, and and obviously the HIV virus relatively uh, late emergent as well um, that they 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 have been though making this comparison with Ebola just off the bat let me just ask you about the possibility of of human um, potential human involvement in the future is there a chance that the this virus or family of uh, African swine fever viruses could morph into something that would mm-hmm. be as problematic as Ebola? 
No, it's extremely unlikely um, because of, again, the nature of the viruses. So we know certain types of viruses have more of a propensity to poss- possibly cross the species barrier and become more dangerous to humans. And African swine fever viruses, known as a sort of double-stranded DNA viruses, which tend to be uh, more stable than uh, uh, these other viruses. So I think it's extremely, extremely unlikely, if not impossible, uh, that this virus is actually going to cross the species barrier and start uh, affecting humans. Right. Good to get some of those ideas out the way, first of all. Um, why, though, is this so damaging to pigs? Why is the mortality rate pretty much yeah. every pig that's infected dies? <laughs> well, that's a good question. It's just the way the virus is, and we've known this virus. I mean, I've been working on this virus for 30 years, um, and we've known this virus for a long time, and we've known how nasty it is. Now, certain viruses, um, they, 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 they kill lots of the animals they infect. Of course, viruses don't like killing the animals they infect because uh, because they, they have to have an, a living cell to survive. So this virus has been hidden or been been present in Africa for many, many hundreds of years, if not thousands of years, lying very happily in a sil- what we call in a sylvatic cycle or a wildlife cycle between the, the wild pigs, the warthogs, and the, and the ticks. Um, and everybody's happy in that environment, the virus, the ticks, the warthogs. But when these viruses actually come out of these wildlife sylvatic cycles uh, and we introduce um, or they, 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 they infect a domestic pig, then they are extremely virulent because, of course, those those pigs haven't had the time, the evolution, to be able to adapt to those viruses. So over time, we have seen that that um, the, the viruses do reduce in virulence, but they haven't had that time. So they're still in a phase now where they're extre- uh, the majority of African swine fever viruses are extremely nasty, extremely virulent. And as you say, the majority of them kill. 100% of the pigs they infect within about a week to 10 days. Yeah, so it was the 1950s onward that we started to see ASF um, break out of Africa uh, in Portugal, then in Spain. Maybe that's a, a good starting point for understanding the, the global implications of this. Uh, how did the virus, or again, family of viruses, because I know there, there are several... Yeah that could come under the bracket. How did they enter European countries in the first place? Do we know? Yeah, I mean, uh, it's, it, was, it was almost certainly through the um, introduction of, of, of either pigs or more likely to be infected pig meat because the virus survives for very long periods of time uh, in, in, in pig meat uh, from infected pigs. So that first outbreak in 1957 w- w- was, w- was probably pig meat from Namibia uh, which was taken up to Portugal, which was um, Namibia was a colony of Portugal in those days. Um, and so the pig meat went up, or possibly the pigs, and then the rest is history because, of course, nobody understood this virus. Nobody, nobody thought it was a threat. So it gets, they get missed, it gets missed, misdiagnosed and, and takes off, you know, before anybody can realize actually it's there. And this has happened so often in so many countries. It's been um, misdiagnosed with other pig viruses and, and the diagnosis comes in very late. And, you know, the phrase, the, 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 the horse has bolted before um, we've managed to close the door. That's happened. Uh, um, and when this virus takes off, it's then extremely difficult to control. If we could catch it early, 
um, and we did all the right things, then it could be possible to control it. But that very rarely happens. So it came to Portugal and then spread to Spain. And then it was there for, you know, over 30 years before um, they managed to get rid of it. I mean, it was a long, hard, uh, grueling time for Spain and Portugal trying to get rid of this virus. And let's also now look at a, a, a very modern situation. Australia concerns rising after East Timor confirmed an infection. If you were Australian agriculture authorities right now, what, or, or any kind of authorities for yeah. that matter, what would you be doing? Yeah. Well, it's ex- it, the, the, the main thing is, is, of course, biosecurity, which is trying to stop the virus getting into the country. One, and if it does get into the country trying to get it stop it getting into the pig population and that's the domestic pig population and the wild pig population so there's two sort of barriers of 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 biosecurity of course the first one is at the border and that's a tricky one because we know that you know hundreds of kilograms of 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 meat uh, is illegally brought into countries australia have very very strict rules i know their rules uh, quite a lot so they might have less than others but you know a lot of countries um People just put people just put pig meat, potentially pig meat or other meat, into into um, their their cases, and they don't understand the fact that they, they could be spreading a virus like this. So a lot of it is education and communication, so people understand that they're potentially bringing this virus uh, into a country. So Australia will be ramping up their their border control, um, but uh, but also trying to stop this virus coming in illegally as well, which is sometimes very challenging. They'll also be ramping up their biosecurity levels in their pig farms, um, you know, because you can stop it getting into pig farms, especially intensive pig farms where you have very good biosecurity. Um, the problem is, of course, it usually uh, gets in through um, the less biosecure backyard or or, 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 or outdoor farming, extensive farming pigs. That's usually how it gets in. So there's a number of things that Australia will be ramping up at the moment, I'm sure, to, to, to try and stop it coming in. Well, we, we here in South Korea don't enjoy quite as much of a water border as Australia, but uh, it's, it's water all around. And then at the north, obviously, this uh, heavily fortified mm-hmm. uh, crossing with North Korea, you would think that we're in a pretty good position to check anything coming in and out but even south korea has seen an outbreak 13 confirmed Mm -hmm. cases Uh, but we've got the um rather interesting scenario i I don't know whether it's actually being considered as the number one suspicious cause or not but uh the the interesting scenario of wild boar crossing in from from north korea um, which did have an outbreak several weeks before the first case here is that likely in your view it's i mean i'm not sure i'm not really aware of all the you know how easy or difficult it is for a wild boar to get across that border but certainly wild boar have played a significant role in the maintenance and spread of the virus in many countries especially in northern and eastern europe so they they basically act like domestic pigs in the fact that they succumb to disease pretty quickly the virus is present in in blood so the carcass of these wild boar as in the domestic pigs is is absolutely full of virus so the thing is we have pigs wild pigs or domestic pigs they're omnivores so that really makes them uh, you know gives them an opportunity to transmit these viruses because they'll eat 
carcasses, they'll sniff around carcasses, they'll eat carcasses. So it could be like a sort of baton effect in a relay that a, that a wild boar comes across a part of the way into the no-go zone between the careers and then and dies, uh, you know, five or six days later. And then there's other boars that maybe come from, from, from South Korea. I'm not sure whether this can actually happen. And they would smell or eat that wild boar and then take the virus, then go back to the, over the border. And then, of course, six or five or six days later, they die yeah. and, and possibly spread the virus. The other possibility, of course, is humans. Humans play a big role in transmitting these viruses just through carrying meat products. The other issue possibly is, is, is things like biting flies or even birds um, that would feed off um, uh, an infected wild boar. Um, and and they, can, they can transmit it mechanically, you know, just the virus um, on, the, uh, on the mouth part or the uh, little bits of meat, they could possibly um, take infected meat full of virus back over the border. So there's quite a few, quite a few possibilities here that could, be Indeed. Caused, could have caused that um, spread. I mean, ju- just to clarify one point, uh, you know, whether wild boar could cross, I think we have to say definitively, yes, they can, because human beings have managed to cross without being detected in the past and you can imagine soldiers right. on guard are not gonna well now i think they are under orders yep. to shoot wild boar but before i don't think they would have necessarily shot every animal that they saw it would be a bit odd to have done that yeah um the, the the other thing is though that the fact that all the cases are located in the north of south korea if it was uh, illegal meat crossing you would think it could have occurred anywhere in south korea this outbreak mm-hmm. but the fact that all yeah. the cases are close to north korea we can't ignore nor that connection. No, I think it's likely, quite likely to be a wire bore introduction. I mean, they do move, they don't move really long distances, but it's not that long that, and it, as, a, as I said, there could be a groups of wire bore that yep. actually live in that area, you know, and, 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 and some movement both north and south, if there's an outbreak, that's really an, uh, a, a, it could easily result in the spread of the virus from the north to the south. Professor Ora, thank you very much for joining us and helping us to speculate in the area of the unknown there as well. <laughs> All right, no problem. Thanks very much. Professor Christopher Ora from the University of the West Indies. I, I do think it's a fascinating subject because uh, it requires all these what-ifs to happen, a kind of perfect storm effect of one animal spreading to another animal to another animal. And then even then, if you get a wild boar into, into South Korea... Y- we don't have free-ranging pigs in most cases just roaming around uh, able to um, a- able to go and check out wild boar here, there and everywhere. I wish we did have more free-range farming, but uh, it, it's uh, obviously a, a, an area that's required a lot of things that go wrong at once.